This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. It has a throttle. We'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone and smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Truck Girl Jen. I want to start off the show with a quick question for Jordan. Am I fat? I would not say you're fat. All right. I think Jen thinks I'm fat. Oh, my God. Am I I fat, Jen? No. Well, you said I was too big for the Nissan Kicks. You just <laughs> what? Uh, you just didn't look very comfortable, Nick. I was comfortable. You, you said I'm too big for it. No, you will because your seat was like all the way up. Your, your steering wheel was in your lap. You could totally see over the. Oh, I think that sounds like fat to me. Didn't <laughs> say are they super tight seats or anything no, like that? No, I didn't think so. All right, I don't what, think he's fat. What, am I fat or not? No, I didn't say you were fat. You just assumed you, you said were too, fat. too tight. If I was saying your clothes look tight on you, I would be saying you were fat. Mm-hmm. I, okay, well, anyways. What? I'm just telling you. I think that sounds like you, I'm too fat. No, you just look very uncomfortable. I, I did? I yeah. didn't feel uncomfortable. And then he's got, like, you know, these big jackets on, and it's just like, anyways. Jordan, just make sure I don't have um, Coke. I'm going to go to Diet Coke from now on, all right? Don't be don't be subconscious. No, subconscious apparently I'm fat. Just <laughs> as long as you felt comfortable, you're fine. I'm fat. I never said that. I'm fat. I get to Nick's house this morning. He's like, I lost four pounds, and I'm like, yay, you know. And then and now he makes fun of me, telling him I'm not fat. making fun I of you. You called me fat. I did not. You said the Nissan Kicks no, just, was too small for you, me. No, I did not. I just said you looked uncomfortable. Yeah, well, all I said. He said it was too tight. He said the dashboard's too small. I did and not. the steering wheel's in my lap. I just heard you say the steering wheel's in my lap. Didn't I just? Didn't she just say that, Jordan? Didn't she just say that? Yes, I believe so. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm fat, apparently. Well, you know what the funny thing is? Is what? if you ever ride with Nick, uh-huh. and he's bored, he makes up songs. I know that if I ever ride with Nick, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because he's going to call me out on the radio. <laughs> I show. know, right? It's all right, but I'm calling him out right now. But yeah, he's. What? Like, so what are the songs I make up? Um. Okay, so I can't sing, so bear with me. All right, but you're um, going to sing so, it now. Yeah, so exactly. So Nick's in the, the Starbucks line. He's like, ooh, look, bag lady in the Starbucks line. Ooh, look at all the cars I in the sing, Starbucks apparently. line. <laughs> <laughs> we're witnessing. We're looking. We're listening. To, I don't remember the song, by the way. I probably were, I'm a little more I, PC than to sing about some poor lady on her misfortune so, in the Starbucks line. Yes, we were talking about. I was laughing so hard. I was trying to laugh so Yeah. Just you don't say anything with Nick in the car. You just kind of just sit there and go. Mm-hmm. Well, please learn your lesson. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. She, every week. How long have we done this show? Seven years. Uh, something. Like and you that. haven't learned to keep your mouth shut in the car. No. Well, apparently you. We come in here morning. every single morning, and I tell the story about what happened in the car uh, on the way over, and she hasn't learned her lesson in seven years. Actually. Jen, I, I think this car's cheap and nasty, I and then we repeat know. it on the. Am I telling the truth, John? Am I telling the truth? Am I telling the truth that we get into the studio and we start the show every morning, and then we repeat what Jen said in the car? No, you make. Do up. we? Do no. I make it up? Do no. am I make? Do I ever make up 
untruth stories. Anybody in the station? Hey, do I ever make up stories when I come in? No, not a single person. You exaggerate a, my words. Do, you take my words out of context. I think that's the same as making up, isn't it? Hey, anybody, do I ever make up stories? Not a single person. They're Not a single person in you. the whole Our Auto Expert radio station. They're ignoring Not you. a single person. They're not ignoring <laughs> me. There's, I'm not getting a single nod, a single hand, nobody. Anybody? Because nobody no. rides with you. Did you? <laughs> you? And she you're still sti- hasn't learned. Seven years, well, you're still riding with actually, me? Actually. Ha- do you have your own car? Do you have three of your own vehicles? I do. Do you ever drive yourself? To your place. Yes. yes, and ride with me. Yes, so I can get in the new car so I can see what they're like. And seven years, it hasn't changed. Mm-mm. Right. But the funny thing Rest is, my case, you're I, on a I hammer. Like, where's my hammer? Rest I my case. I say a bazillion good things about it, and the one thing that I say that you don't like... How many is a bazillion? Whatever you want it to be. Zero. Infinity. I never, <laughs> ever told a mistruth of anything you've said about a car. I've never told a mistruth. Yeah, you just... Change what? the words. No, I have never told him his Yes. You just said that I had the steering wheel in my lap, the dash was too small, I looked uncomfortable in the car. Are those all words you said? Yes, I did. And I but I've subtracted. Never, I've never called I a car. I subtracted the words that you were saying okay, I was fat. But I have never called a car cheap. Oh, I think you said the interior of the Mercedes was cheap. No. Yes, you did. No. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, I do believe you did. No. I do believe I love it looked, the no, actually, no, I take that back. You said it looks cheap. The trim looked inexpensive. <laughs> no, the word was cheap. I said inexpensive. The word was cheap. Inexpensive Lord, looking. do not strike me down if I tell the truth. Nope, I said inexpensive. You said cheap. No. Yes, you did. <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth, and I know I'm telling the truth. One day I'm going to record this in the in Right, the no, car. I'm going to start. We're going to have a record. No, because as soon as I do that, you'll just shut up. You'll just shut up. <laughs> because I do, and I. this is the truth, I do lull you into a full sense of security when we get into the car, it's... and I let your mouth go, chitty-chatter, chitty-chatter, uh-huh. chitty Because I know you're going to get yourself into trouble. Uh-huh. I know it's going to happen. I know you're going to say things, and then you forget every week. You get into the car, and you just start chattering away. And I'm yeah, like, because in my head, I'm making notes, and I'm going, Be- when we get on the radio, I'm going to say this. Because I, I, Jordan, uh, he will tell you the truth. I came into him right when we came in and I said, I'd like to ask you a question when we get on the air. And he goes, what would the question be, Nick? And I said, I'm going to ask you whether I'm fat. And he goes, okay. Thanks a lot. You guys, you even <laughs> did, set me up today. I did, there wasn't setting up. I told mm. him we were going to ask him a question. That's when the okay. host of the show says he's going to ask me a question, I say, yes, sir. And did I say to you, is it not the truth? Did I say to you, you can answer any way you want? Yes, you did. Thank you. Kay. See? Absolutely. Where Honest go? to God. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was honest to God. But I never said you were fat. No. Well, I think you imply you didn't actually say uh-uh. those words, but I felt very much like I was fat nope. after you'd finished asking no, me those just, questions. When you get in, <laughs> we get in different vehicles every week. Yes. I always look over at you and see, you know, how features, fat you're, no, what features <laughs> you're using, how you're using them, why you're using them. And today you just did not look comfortable. Right. I'm sorry. Because the steering wheel was in my lap. <laughs> The dash was too small. Uh, I actually like the Nissan Kicks. It's brand new for 2021. Uh, It's got a front redesign. It's got lots of headroom. It does. 
So if my head's massive, it wouldn't make. <laughs> any, I would be able to fit quite nicely because it's not lots of headroom. So I'd be fine because <laughs> it has plenty of headroom. It does. Uh, it's also uh, got the best uh, miles per gallon, 33 in the class, mm -hmm. and uh, now it has standard Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, plenty of room for fat people in the back, and so a great you, starting price. Uh, it does under twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Uh, so there you go. It also has Nissan 360 design, uh, so you can avoid hitting fat people on the road. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hitting anything going through the Starbucks line. And, and, too. What, and what's my, one of my favorite features of it? I don't know. You tell me. I love the stitching. Oh, yeah. I love how they incorporate <laughs> that orange. I was completely lost after you called me, uh, you know, uncomfortable. I, <laughs> uncomfortable does not mean... Jordan's just mouthing fat. It's awesome. <laughs> and the Bose system. So I could tune but you But that out. is optional. That's not standard. You, so you can tune me <laughs> out. <yes. laughs> On the way to the show. Yeah. That's another thing. BBC. Oh, they actually program that in for me. I know they. I'm sure they do. They they they, they mm. presume that every British person likes to listen to BBC. But you so do. when I get into these cars, well, I I like I to like listen BBC. to the, the the news occasionally, but um, they, they it's always has sport on the weekend, I know. and I'd rather listen to to me. Mm. I'd rather I'd rather listen to our auto expert. Yeah, listen that's, to yourself. Does that ever freak yourself fun. out? What me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so fat. You should see me coming. It's <laughs> awful. Um, we have a packed show, Jen. I know. It's fat with content today. <laughs> uh, you will enjoy listening to uh, the, uh, the stories about the brand new McLaren. Uh, we've spent all morning on working out how to say it. Artura. Artura. Um, thanks, Jordan, for working that one yes. out. We're also going to find out about GM's uh, new electric vehicles. They had their Super Bowl ad. It seems uh, that they hate Norway. That we'll was find so out. funny. We'll find out how much they really do hate Norway. <laughs> uh, there is uh, a new GMC Sierra 2021. Um, it's going to be the first vehicle with Super Cruise in it, by the way, from the GMC Sierra, which I think is great. Uh, we're going to have a new Bronco, the 4,000, 4, sorry, 4,600 or 4,600 mm -hmm. off-road racing vehicle. Uh, Jerry B. Barnes, who is the big cheese over at Mitsubishi, going to talk about the new Eclipse Cross. And uh, Troy Olson is going to join us to talk about Holden Motorsports, uh, which is a new uh, regional motorsports uh, gang. We're going to have a very interesting 2021. We're going to find out all about that. And uh, we're going to find out uh, what is the best car for fat people. And uh, we're going to talk about that as well. Oh, boy. What? I just, nothing. Right. I, you, have you had enough? Are you going home now? Uh, I'm not, No. No? No. I'm going to stay here and bother you the rest of the show. Yes, you are. <laughs> as you do every week. You just bother me until the show is over, don't you? <laughs> and Jen will be bothering me. Uh, um, apart from the Nissan um, uh, Kicks, which I've been driving, um, we've also been driving... Oh, we are also going to talk about Nissan, aren't we? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. We're going to talk about the, the, the Nissan Frontier. Frontier. Yeah. Forgot that. That's not on my list. Well, I'm sorry. It is at problems. the top. No, that's my fault. It is on the list. Nissan Frontier is coming up. Uh, Michael <laughs> Yeager is going to talk about the Frontier. They had the new, uh, the new uh, Nissan uh, Pathfinder and Frontier. Uh, Pathfinder was all the rage. Everybody's talking about the Pathfinder, this new uh, mm -hmm. three-row, eight-passenger, so you could have six kids. Mm -hmm. You could have eight-passenger SUV. But I actually think the Frontier is better. Don't tell anyone. Well, I think the Frontier is more sexy. So see, I booked the Frontier first because, you know, I'm Trek Girl Jen. And uh, next week we'll be talking about the Pathfinder. All right. But don't tell anybody on the Pathfinder team that I thought the Frontier was better. I might think the Pathfinder is better by the time we talk about that. Well, I thought it was very rugged, the, the Frontier. I liked it. I liked you it do? a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's very rugged. And, and it has some best-in-class features as well, especially horsepower, 300 million horsepower. And we're a truck 
nation. Yeah, Top three selling vehicles, trucks. All right, that's all on Our Auto Expert. OurAutoExpert.com is where you can find everything. Coming back in a moment. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Our website, OurAutoExpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at OurAutoExpert.com. Nissan doing a major refresh of all of their vehicles, or many of their vehicles, in 2021. It's actually staggering about how much they are doing. And so we wanted to at least start at the beginning. The first uh, few that are getting big overhauls include the Frontier and the Pathfinder. We had those on national television uh, last week, and I have to tell you, and we should probably keep this secret from the Pathfinder team, but the Frontier... <gasps> ooh, does it look yummy. In uh, love, It in love. does look absolutely amazing. Uh, could hardly believe how, um, I guess, rugged? Yes, that's the Tough, mm-hmm. rough... Uh, definitely is the sort of thing you want to be driving in some of the inclement weather the United States have been suffering right now. So the 2022 Frontier has been debuted, yet has to be driven. But uh, the inside story, the inside scoop is being held by the senior manager for the trucks at Nissan, uh, Michael Yeager. Welcome to the show. Uh, First of all, it's been a long time coming, Michael. Uh, It's been around seven, am I right in saying 17 years since the Frontier has had any major updates? Yeah, thanks, Nick. Uh, thanks for having me. And, and yes, it has been a while since the Frontier has had any major updates. There have been minor tweaks, but that 2005 model is uh, almost the same thing you, you see when you go out and look at the 2020 that's on lots today. So designed at the uh, Southern California Design Center in San Diego, built in Tennessee, you can hardly get more American than the new Frontier. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, our design center in, in California has done a great job with the new truck. Uh, as you all said, the rugged, modern look of it. Uh, the engine is built here in Tennessee at our Deckard plant, and the truck is actually assembled in Canton, Mississippi. So um, not much outside of the United States on this vehicle. So you went for something that looks, uh, I, would, I would say, if, if you're not looking at it uh, now, the best way to describe it is a miniature Titan. Yes. But it does have its own characteristics. It does look very rough. It does look very tough and beefy. But it also comes to the table with many uh, best-in-class features, including the horsepower. Yes, yeah, so we, uh, you know, we did model it a little bit after the titan if you remember we did a warrior concept when we released the new titan a few years ago and this frontier takes some of its cues especially on the front end from that vehicle uh yeah best in class 310 horsepower we have the the largest screen size and a mid-size pickup in our pro 4x at nine inches uh the s and sv will have an agent screen which is is a at the top of the class too but just a lot of great things on this truck and we're excited about being able to bring it to market. It's a competitive class. There is a new Ranger, of course, which came out a couple of years ago from Ford. We're expecting a new update from Tacoma. Uh, There are new people coming into the class all the time. We're expecting another uh, new pickup truck out of the Ford stable. Uh, You've got uh, the guys from Chevrolet and GMC playing in this uh, field. It's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Do you think that Nissan can actually get their flagpole in the ground with so many other people trying to play in this midsize pickup truck market? 
I do, Nick. I think we've got a, a very competitive truck, a lot of value that's going to be built in this truck across all the trims. And I think a lot of people don't realize that we were the first compact pickup truck in, in the United States in 1959 with the Datsun 220. Uh, you know, we actually have one of those in our collection. We had it in the back of a XD Titan in our showroom uh, in the building at one point. So uh, we've been doing mid-sized pickups a lot longer than than some, and we've done a lot of a lot of firsts throughout time, including the first four-door uh, compact pickup truck and some different things. So we we feel confident that we can. Uh, make our claim in this category with our long history and really, frankly, a truck that's been very durable and very uh, hard to beat, even with its age over the last several years. I mean, if you go back in history, Nissan have a even bigger history with commercial vehicles. I mean, I think the first vehicles that Nissan ever built were fire engines. If you go back into uh, almost the beginning of the, the company, uh, they, the fire engines were one of the first vehicles that they built uh, back, I think, in the 30s um, and even earlier than that to help out with the war effort in Japan. So they they definitely have a very strong commercial vehicle uh, angle. Uh, the other question being that when these times of COVID and microchip shortages, uh, in the times of difficulty building vehicles, are we going to be able to get the 2022s out to showrooms uh, with a very difficult supply line and a difficult manufacturing line, or is it going to be a staggered release for the 2022s? Well, right now, Nick, uh, we are planning on no staggered release. The truck will start production in July and should be in dealerships uh start arriving at the end of August. Uh, it doesn't appear at this point. We did have some delays with COVID uh, related to the engine, but it doesn't appear that the, the chip is going to impact the frontier, at least the new model frontier. Awesome. Now, of course, American buyers are very savvy, so let's talk about price because that's probably what's going to land the mark of this vehicle. Do we have pricing? Will we have pricing? When will we have pricing? We don't have pricing yet. What I can tell you is that expect this vehicle to be very competitive with the segment. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. And so we should see it arriving sometime in the summer. Um, and we're looking forward to that. Uh, all the specs, of course, you can read about on Nissan's website. Uh, we are looking forward to doing a ride and drive. We're hoping that that'll come in the next few weeks or months or so. Uh, as soon as maybe some of the early COVID uh, restrictions are released and we can get to get into the vehicle. But I have to tell you from my side of this, the viewing of this vehicle, uh, actually having to touch and feel it, which I got to do in Detroit uh, last week or so. I think you've got one hell of a good looking truck. It looks great on the inside and out. From the footage we've seen of it rolling around, it looks like it's very capable. And I can tell you, can't wait to actually get in it and drive it. Looks good, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, I know I've been excited. I've worked on this uh, product for three years, oh, seen awesome. the development, the different things, and it, I'm, I'm excited to get it in the market. And I can't wait to, uh, to get a, a some trial units, and I can't wait to get all of you guys out somewhere and, and let's drive this thing off-road and have some fun in it. Perfect. If you want to just keep checking the, the Nissan uh, website or keep checking ourautoexpert.com, as soon as we get more information about the uh, brand-new Nissan Frontier, uh, we'll send it to you. There's, of course, lots of videos and walk-arounds available. You can see those, and you can see some of the team explain how good the vehicle looks. But uh, more information forthcoming. And, of course, more Our Auto Expert forthcoming. The show will continue. Got more good stuff on the way, so stand by and keep listening. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast.
Over 10,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more stream it live. The podcast, you can join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, at Deezer, Podbean, CastBox, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of happy, endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans get their automotive news from Our Auto Expert. Who doesn't love a supercar? They may not be in everybody's budget, but you can certainly dream about them. I always say test driving and dreaming is free. So if you can't afford one, why not do a little dreaming? If you can afford one, you can find out all about those supercars here. And of course, joining us from McLaren is our friend Robert, or- uh, Robert Roger Ormish. Ormish. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm getting too excited. <laughs> i got to calm down. Uh, uh, Robert, <laughs> Roger, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we want to talk about uh, probably one of the most heartwarming and exhilarating new vehicles. Uh, since 2011, I think we haven't seen anything uh, so heart-stopping from McLaren. So you have a brand new vehicle. Uh, the co- It's called the um, Artura and you just released it, it's probably the most advanced and latest generation of supercar that uh, McLaren have put out. And uh, it's really the next generation of uh, lighter, cleaner, um, more sort of uh, fuel-efficient vehicle that you've had, but it's in the McLaren. And sexier. Uh, sexier. They yes, have never made anything gorgeous. unsexy, I don't think. Well, this is this tops it. Including, oh. the, including the clothing is all sexy for McLaren. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but it's, it's really quite a leap forward for you. Uh, but everything but price. Uh, the price is uh, actually very reasonable uh, of this vehicle, uh, but it's really a jump forward in uh, technology as well, isn't it? Yeah, thanks, Nick. Thanks for uh, uh, having you on the show again. Good to speak to you. Um, it is. It's all new. Um, so <laughs> everything is new. And we kind of, uh, as you mentioned, we came to the market with our supercars back in 2011. Uh, and we kind of distilled all our learning in that last 10 years on our first decade, really, in the marketplace into this new car. So absolutely every bit of it is new. The, the carbon fiber tub is totally new. It took four years to develop. We have a brand new V6 twin turbo engine. Right. Uh, and as you mentioned, it's a high performance hybrid as well. So it's our first ever series production hybrid, too. Yeah, so everything got sort of clean, and, uh, and, and, and the weight is also kept down as well, um, which is also necessary when you start to do things like use electric power. And, uh, and really, in, McLaren has been all about weight loss, hasn't it? It's been this sort of slim, light, uh, monocoque uh, idea of keeping uh, propelling less weight forward means uh, a higher speed and having to use less horsepower to get higher speeds. So you've kept that sort of whole McLaren thing in mind. Um, uh, a lot of other companies, you know, they sort of build these battleships, but then they have to get battleship engines to propel them around. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. You, you, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, McLaren has, uh, obviously came from the racing team, and the racing team is very still very much part of our DNA and I think really our engineers DNA they love to you know challenge themselves every single time how light we can, can we make this car so that we can really maximize the performance but also the handling as well because a lighter car handles better right you know Nick so it, it's the key is getting them both together and, and uh, amazingly even though this thing has a hybrid powertrain in it it only weighs uh, dry just over 3,000 pounds wow. So incredibly light, uh, even though it's got the technology, the e-motor, 
and the battery pack with it as well. And uh, and, and the lighter we make it, as you're, you're, you're quite correct, um, you've got 577 horsepower from the V6 engine, which is probably plenty, but then the uh, e-motor and the battery pack adds another uh, 70, no, 94 horsepower, sorry, to give you a total of 671 horsepower combined. So quite a machine. Is there a weight limit on the driver? Uh, no, no. Uh, I mean, any 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 driver can uh, jump and enjoy it, I think, Nick. Oh, good. That's the great thing about McLaren. You good. know that. Because <laughs> Jen's been complaining about my weight on the show. So I just... Oh, and you know what I, I love about McLaren? What? Is I can reach the pedals. Oh, you can? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've been teasing Jen about being four foot 11 and three quarters. And Nick's and so, Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, and she said it <laughs> finally. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And the great thing, Jen, is this comes with the comfort seats. So it actually comes with standard with the comfort seats with the 10-way adjustable on them. So you can get as close as you need to the pedals and as close as you need to the steering wheel. Should be good for you. Uh, can can you can you raise the seat up to see over the dashboard? You can. You can yes. as well. Yeah. Yeah. 10-way <laughs> adjustment. Yep. Excellent. So uh, pl- plenty of uh, room for big, small, medium, and, and tall. Oh, I like it. I like every part of it. I like every part of it. Um, you know, and the other question, the other thing I you know, I like about it is, you know, you start to get into these sort of super monocoque vehicles with, with you know, four years to develop something like this where there's a limited supply and it's very hand built in a sense too. Then you expect the price tag to be, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, but it's not, is it? No, it's, uh, I wouldn't call it a bargain by anybody's stretch of the imagination, but when you get into this realm, it's at 225 as standard. No, I think that's so, a bargain. I think that's a bargain. That is. <laughs> it's a bargain. I'm, I'm glad you think so. But it certainly, I mean, there's a lot of performance in there for the money. If you look at competitors around it, that you're right, a three, $400,000 at least. Um, and, and you're getting um, you know, state-of-the-art um, performance, you're getting state-of-the-art uh, powertrain. And I think the other thing is you know, that the interior is all new as well. We've put in, um, we, you can now get the um, uh, driver assistance systems on the car. It's got Apple CarPlay and uh, smartphone mirroring on the new 8-inch uh, screen inside it as well. So it really is bang up to date. And you can actually do over-the-air software updates with it as well. So it's that, that futuristic in that sense too. Yeah. No, no, that's definitely a bargain. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I have a BMW X6M in my driveway. Um, and when I look at the price of that compared to this, mm-hmm. you know, this you know is a bargain. <laughs> do you know this what is I definitely, Well, you can't see over the dash of my X6M. I haven't so. driven it yet. Oh, you haven't? No. no, you couldn't see over the dash. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't That's matter. That. I'd rather drive a Supercar. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, no, this is definitely definitely a bargain. The uh, And the idea is you could probably uh, do a lot of, um, you know, special uh, adaptions to this too. You can You can probably fit it out the way you want to as well, can't you? I mean, you yeah, you know, we're, we're big, big into the customization side with uh, McLaren Special Operations. So you can add carbon fiber uh, to it in, in many different ways. You can have the interior done exactly how you want it to, the paint done exactly how you want. So you can customize it and add more to it and really personalize it if you want. Um, uh, and then the price does start to go slightly north. But again, it becomes such a unique vehicle that you can really enjoy as well. The uh, pre uh, the prepubescent eleven uh, year old inside of me is screaming to know all the facts, like how fast does it go and zero to sixty and uh, all those type of things. So tell me. 
Right, okay, just over 200 miles per hour top speed. Yes. Uh, zero to 660 in three seconds. Okay. Uh, zero to 124 in 8.3 seconds. Love it. And zero to 186 in just over 21 seconds. Oh, wow. But if you look at European, um, we haven't got the uh, full... Uh, uh, fuel cycle uh, for the US yet, but uh, uh, measured on European, it does 50 plus miles per gallon on average because oh. of the, the the use of the battery pack and the e-motor. Oh. And it can actually go a full 19 miles on electric only. So you can sneak out of your neighbourhood on a Sunday morning and nobody will know you've gone past it. Wait, wait. So when it comes to the United States, does that mean it qualifies for the federal tax credit? We haven't checked into that, but I've got a suspicion it might do. No, I think it does. <laughs> oh, I think, really? I think, yeah, okay. I, th- I think, and I'm not yeah. by any means uh, a legal expert on this, but my schoolboy uh, lawyer inside of me tells me this probably mm-hmm. would. Um, okay. Yeah, so uh, it, since it does electricity alone... Um, I it think does. it probably would. Yep. Yeah. And this is our great compromise. Yep. I like the horsepower, and you like. No, the... I like seven seven thousand yeah, five hundred dollars always... off of the price of the car. Thank but you, you very much. But you always talk about like. fuel efficiency. Fuel no, efficiency. but uh, listen. Yeah, uh, let me just tell you. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to buy, I'm I'm like every cheapskate out there. I'll spend over two hundred thousand dollars on something, but I want my money. You know, I want to spend as little of that two hundred thousand as I can. Well, if know. I if I'm going to go out and buy something, how many times do you do go to right. the store and buy a filet mignon that says 20% off. Of course you do. No. Yeah, you do. No. Yes. <laughs> I go big buy, and go home. Yes, you know? exactly. You buy the nicest steak with a discount. That's exactly what you do. Everybody goes to the supermarket and buys the best steak with a discount. Of course they do. Mm. Uh, that's exactly what you no. do. Yes. No. It's, uh, it's, it, you want the nicest thing on the shelf. I always look the for the less fat, le- less fat on well, my there's no fat. There is no fat on this McLaren, thank you very much. It's the nicest one on the shelf. Uh, when does, uh, now, is there a limited number of this of these roger no no yeah. it's a serious production car for us so oh. we're going to start uh, production very very shortly uh, they'll arrive q3 in the us you can order one now from your friendly local mclaren retailer nick you can uh, go and place your deposit and order one um and no it's a serious production car so effectively even though it doesn't replace the sports series we think it's it's very much more advanced and um, obviously there's a different league in terms of performance to our sports series cars it becomes effectively the model between the GT and the 720, so a regular series production model from McLaren. Okay, and uh, they'll, they'll be arriving in the U.S. about the same time they go on sale in the U- in the U.K.? Yeah, yeah, Q3. So you should see them being delivered to customers around the middle of Q3 of this year. Right, uh-huh. Jen, Jen, you had a question? Yes, um, can you bespoke the color? Yeah, you can, you can yes, and you can match it to your eyes, your dress, anything you want, Jen. Perfect. You pick something, you send it to McLaren, and we'll replicate that in a unique color for you. That's amazing. Thank right. you. So black everything then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can have black every black eyes, black dress, everything, Jen. I know. You're good is that to great? Go. Yeah. That's good. With turquoise stripes. Stitching, I mean. Stitching. Oh, stitching. There you go. Better. All right. Uh, good good stuff. Well, we'll look forward to it. And uh, you totally made Jen jealous. I told her I got my uh, very special T-shirt from you. So thank you very much oh, okay. for that. I'll, uh, <laughs> as soon as the weather stops being freezing rain, I will start wearing that. So, Roger, always a pleasure having you on the show. Anybody wants it, go to McLaren's website. You can order it. Very sexy. And check out ourautoexpert.com. You're listening to Our Auto Expert.
Or check out our auto expert. Uh, you can catch up with previous shows and you can also uh, get hold of us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, uh, ask us a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. It's always a thing. We're uh, we're going to post that McLaren video, by the way, on the website because, of course, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I know. I already posted <laughs> online. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very nice piece of machinery. If you had $200,000, uh, would you spend it? Or I guess it would be more than 200000 Yeah, because I'd have to bespoke it, you know, a little bit. You would? Yeah. Like what you w- said, all black. Would what, what would you add in? Teal stitching. That's it? Uh, special, well, I don't know. I'd have to go and see. Um, teal stitching and nothing else? All black. Uh, I, maybe, like, like I said, maybe about my name put on the paint or something cool. Or, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, when and, when and would you drive it? Every day. <laughs> Including through the snow and ice? No, of course. I've got my trucks for that. Uh, so not every day? No. No. It hardly snows here. Oh. Hardly. Like once a year for, what, three days? Hmm, then you lose power for seven days. Yeah, that's That's you. I was very fortunate. In yeah, you just you shut, came shut over. your mouth, lady. Should have came over. No, I had a generator. Thank you. Shut your mouth, lady. No. 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 You try being out without power for seven days. Oh, I've been there. Smell. Trust me. Smell. No, I'm not want to smell you. That's <laughs> why I'm sitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this brings up a very interesting thing. Uh, a lot of these people uh, in Texas who have not had a good time, not had a good time. Four million people not having a good time. But I was very glad to see. The people who brought the new F-150, uh, which had the generator on board generator, were powering their homes with that. That was a stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. You bought a new F-150 that could power 28 refrigerators from the generator on board, and they were uh, powering their whole homes with the F-150 generator. That works. For those, it, I'm very pro-electric cars. I think they're great ideas, but mm. not in a power outage. No. Not so hot. I'm starting to believe in plug-in hybrids a lot more. Well, so you still have to plug in. I like Not, just well, the hybrids well, well, themselves. Whoa, 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 What? Plug-in hybrids. Yeah. Plug-in hybrids. Yeah, you still got to plug them in. No, you don't. It, plug-in hybrids, you can run them just on gas. That's... Okay, I just thought they were just hybrids. No, plug-in hybrids can run on all electricity... Mm-hmm. Or all gas. You why, have a choice. Then why do they call them plug in? Plug because you can plug. So let me explain it to you. Okay, Jenny. because I'm so. So you can run them car. on just electric, mm-hmm. usually for a very limited miles, something like fifteen to thirty-five, mm-hmm. or you can run them on gas. Right. But, hybrid. But a regular hybrid, you can only run on gas, and it uses the gas to charge the battery. Right. Okay. But plug-ins, you can actually plug them in, and they can charge. Right. Them. That's what I said. You have to plug it oh. in. You still have to plug it in. You don't have to plug it okay, in. Okay, whatever. You can <laughs> use it on gas. I like alone. regular hybrids. Right, but plug in, you can either charge it or you can use it on gas. And right now, no a one hybrid, in Texas can plug in. No, a hybrid, you don't have to plug it in. Okay. You can use just on gas. I get it. But a hybrid, you can only use on gas. I get it. All right, now you do. But oh, you're no, I got it before. Right. Mm-hmm. So the idea is now I wouldn't just have an electric car. I would I would have a plug-in hybrid, so I could either just run it on electricity, mm-hmm. or I could run it on gas. I personally just like my big old V8. Yeah, of course you do. I know. But except the for environment, na- the environment except for does, now, the McLaren. The, envir- the environment doesn't love you. 
McLaren's changing my attitude. Right. But the environment doesn't love you. Yeah, well, sometimes everybody doesn't like everybody. (laughs) What about Texas maybe suffering because of the environment? And a few other issues. No, but the environment could have something to do with well, it. Of course. you got to think about these things. No, I do think about these things. you got to be friendly to everybody. I do. got to be nice to everybody. I recycle. I recycle. Now that's going to fix it. All right. Jen's <laughs> recycling. World's fixed. Thanks, Jen. World's um, good now. Ex- wait a minute. You have some engines in your driveway. Mm, I know. you got to be fair on everything. I also have an electric charger going into my garage. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, you had, didn't have power for how many days? Right. I'm going to have a plug-in hybrid. Okay. A plug-in hybrid. Plug-in hybrid. I'm trying to fix the world. Do you hate Nor- Norway, too? <laughs> Completely different reasons than they are electric. I just don't like pickled fish. That's my problem. Ew. Do you okay. like pickled fish? No, I don't like fish or anything pickled. Yes. Did you see the ad which the Norwegian Tourism Council ran in response to General Motors' hating Norway ad? No, but I did hear that there was some uh, things were, going back and forth. Yeah, it was interesting. Norway, uh, the Tourism Board of Norway had a response ad to uh, the Will Ferrell um, hating Norway ad. Uh-oh. It was good. Was it? It was like... Will come to Norway. We'll teach you how to ski. We'll teach you how to go fishing. Will? Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was very cute. Aww. Kind of like they took it in. Take a that, good Will. Way. Yeah. Will Ferrell, <laughs> take that. He ends up in Sweden. That's just hilarious. Yeah. Well, that's maybe he used the GPS in the Cadillac. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if they wow. thought about that. Don't use Cadillac's GPS no. system. If you, he was in a container. You don't get service in a container. Oh, Remember? that's it. He was on the that's ship. It. He went in a ship. Yeah. Yeah, don't use your GPS to go in a ship container to go to Norway. <laughs> clearly you lose signal. And he how to, how did your GPS between. in the car direct you into a container ship anyway? <laughs> that might have been an issue. <laughs> and I also want to know how the other guys ended up in Finland. Is that where they ended up? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. How did their GPS take them to Finland? I don't know. Clearly, we shouldn't be using um, GPS to get to Norway (laughs) and Finland. It may not be a good idea. If you didn't see, uh, can we we post that ad on our Facebook, our Auto Expert Facebook ad? Let's let's post the ad on Facebook. Okay. The the General Motors ad from the Super Bowl. I'll have to talk to our social media director. I'll fix it. (laughs) Since you're being snotty. I'll fix it right now. I'm not I can being snotty. Yes, you are. I don't have access right now, to be honest with I'll you. I'll do it. Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll fix everything myself. Well, I apologize. So if you haven't seen the ad about Norway, <laughs> uh, I'll post it up there right now. You should now. post them back to back, the original and the response. All right. Okay. We'll post it on yes. there because it's very funny. Well, that's great. Um, uh, Cadillac's ad for uh, the battery. They have a new battery technology, by the way, that's supposed to be much more advanced than everybody else's. Um, and it doesn't have to, it's the way it can be shaped. It can be shaped in any kind of form. So it doesn't have to, like the regular battery had to be upright. Mm-hmm. This doesn't. Ooh. So they, they're able to mold the battery shape in any kind of way on the base of the car. We'll have to have someone so, to talk about that. Uh, yeah, we will. <laughs> can, do you know the producer of this show that can fix it? I do. Can they fix it for me? Of course I can. Hey, show producer. Yeah, can okay, you I'm right here. You don't have to yell oh. at me. Yeah. Can you book somebody from GM on the show to talk about their battery technology? Maybe, Nick. All right. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Don't right. yell at me. 
All right, just making sure everybody <laughs> can hear me down the hall. <laughs> they don't need to. I'm standing right here. All right, well, then you said you maybe knew the show producer. Yeah, I'm just of course they do. Assume you could book the person who, from General Motors who can talk about the technology. I love working with you, Nick. No, you don't. You yes, I do. You, you make my day. You called me fat. You and yelled Jordan at heard me. It too. And you he yelled heard at it. Me. And he looked at me and he said, You <laughs> called me fat. Right, more hour of eggs, but on the way. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest and southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show that has a throttle. We'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with truck girl, Jen. Why, when you think about autonomous vehicles, do you always think about Tesla Model S, BMW 7 Series, or a whole host of sedans? But you never think about trucks. They are the number one, two, and three best-selling vehicles in the United States, yet they are the slowest vehicles to get autonomy in the United States until now. That was the voice of God, if you didn't know, Jen. Until now. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Finally, the first uh, truck in North America is getting level two autonomy features, and it happens to be the GMC Sierra and I had the current version, but later on this year, the GMC Sierra will get the autonomous feature called Super Cruise. You may have, uh, mm-hmm. you may be familiar with Super Cruise. Yes. It's one of GM's best features that uh, they have invented, and it is, uh, I would say, when it comes to level two autonomy, it is the best feature in the United States. Chad Russell joining us from GMC. He's the marketing manager for Sierra. Uh, I recently had the AT4, and it kicked. I don't think we can say that word on the radio, but Rear we will end. call it um, the cushy part, the meaty part. It kicked the meaty the part. The aft half. It kicked the aft half, uh, especially in the rough weather we've been having. Uh, uh, Chaz, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's an amazing piece of machinery. Uh, but finally, you're getting uh, the Super Cruise uh, feature in it coming later this year. That's correct, right? Yeah, hi, uh, Nick. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, we, we have confirmed uh, Super Cruise is coming for late model year 22. Uh, so for, for, um, more, more details to come. But um, with that, we'll have the latest version of Super Cruise. That'll, that'll include our introduction and the ability to trailer while uh, hands-free as well. So that's about all we've released at this point. But, uh, yeah, we're very excited to, to be bringing that feature uh, to the GMC Sierra in late model year 22. It's uh, it's been one of the most successful trucks in the United States. Now, of course, the AT4 package is on uh, and on. Oh, I think all on your GMC vehicles. Now you've got the whole lineup. Uh, where the Denali is the sort of the posh end, the uh, the chromed out. Uh, let's say the uh, evening the evening wear the. The nice, uh, expensive wear. The AT4 is for those of us that like to go out into the wild with a rough and ready version of the vehicles. Uh, that's the trim level that I had on the Sierra. So it's nicely decked out for those that like a wild adventure on these vehicles. And uh, it really does look pleasant. So how is the AT4 package on the uh, on the GMC vehicles look different from a regular uh, Sierra? So what extra do you get on the 84 trim level? 
Yeah, so Sierra's uh, been a hugely successful uh, product for us and, 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 a, and a new sub-brand for GMC, as you mentioned, rolling out across uh, all of our nameplates. But it, it's a unique formula that, that uh, offers our customer authentic off-road capability right out of the factory with a two-inch uh, off-road suspension lift, uh, giving you better ground clearance, um, better off-road capability than your standard Sierra. And, and all the bells and whistles are available, really innovative technology uh, combined with a really premium and refined interior. But as you mentioned, the, the bold appearance design is, is really distinctive and uh, an aggressive appearance for the AT4 itself. I noticed that uh, no other automaker has managed to be as inventive as you have with your uh, your tailgate. Um, you know, six positions in the tailgate on the Sierra, which allows you to have this multifunction tailgate that uh, either works as a step or gives you a load stop, a work surface, uh, a lot of different things. This is technology that's mechanical rather than electronic uh, and uh, really gives the owner of a Sierra an advantage to put their tailgate in multiple different positions, but nobody else seems to have worked out that uh, they could have copied this. Everybody else is just going about their business, whereas the owners of Sierras get this tailgate that gives them an advantage over everybody else. Yeah, the tailgate's been hugely successful for us. and One of our key, key features with the launch of the new truck, and um, really it, it's just innovative capability to help customers improve uh, loading, unloading, accessing their cargo box. You mentioned many of the features there, so dropping the inner gate for easier access, dropping the step for a full-width step to get into there, and then even things like uh, adding a, uh, uh, an available uh, kicker audio Bluetooth system. So it's been hugely popular for us uh, for both our light-duty and heavy-duty pickups. Now, I noticed that uh, when I look around other car companies, other truck companies in the United States, you know, capability is always a big thing. But also people like to have those amenities to uh, have things like Bluetooth and uh, uh, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. You know, you obviously have to pay sometimes to get uh, things like Apple CarPlay. And, and that comes with plugging your, your phone in and then putting a cable in there and getting, uh, getting your Apple phone hooked up. But uh, not in the Sierra. The Sierra, you get wireless, uh, uh, those things wireless. Uh, you kind of have given everybody a sort of a step up, uh, giving them sort of extra things on the inside. So not only do you get tech, but you've sort of given them the second level of tech where it's not just tech for tech's sake, but uh, you've tried to make everything sort of a one step uh, up above everybody else so not only is there tech but there's very simple tech on the inside big screens uh, and lots of extras uh, that make life simpler and that seems to be sort of the mantra at uh, GMC making not only things uh, easy to use but easy simple easy to use so you get into the vehicle and then you turn it on and if you've already paired your phone uh, automatically things like apple carplay just jump up on the screen it pairs itself back with your phone uh, and you don't actually have to plug the cable in yeah technology is really important to our customers and uh, you, you mentioned one uh, that that's um, we have widely available on our truck so apple carplay android auto it comes standard on every GMC Sierra, from the, uh, the, the base Sierra all the way to, to the Denali. And what you mentioned, we did introduce the, uh, the wireless uh, 
Apple CarPlay, Android Auto for the Model Year 21 truck. So getting great feedback. The customers really love it, especially the ability to kind of keep it hands-free, put your phone right there on the wireless uh, charging pad, but also it integrates with uh, the, the great integration that, that we have with uh, CarPlay and Android Auto. So, yeah, we love uh, – our customers love technology. They want everything that you can offer in a pickup truck. So uh, we really try to try to push, push the mold there and, and give them features that they're, they're going to use and are going to be functional for the vehicle I do love as well the fact that uh, I don't call myself a, a, a towing expert by any you know shadow of a doubt. Um, I can tow, but I'm not very good at it. But now it's a situation where my grandma can tow as well because you put all these safety features uh, new for 2021 inside the, this Sierra, which actually uh, in, in especially the 84 that I have, and it even gives you uh, these these things like trailer brake, and uh, it, it'll it'll actually allow people with all of the camera setups that you have, if you get those options in the vehicle. So you can protect uh, your load, which is really important, especially being able to have that camera that looks behind you and looks at the safety of your load, but also to make sure that because you may not be as experienced as a tower as uh, everybody, and you may be doing it once in a while by towing something like a fifth wheel on a vacation where you're not as experienced as somebody who does it for a living, but it also gives you these safety features and camera features and and braking features with uh, with a trailer in mind which protects the load and that actually ends up as being something where a non-experienced towers can actually rely on the safety as of the Sierra to make sure that they don't get into trouble and their load doesn't get into trouble. Yeah, thanks Nick. Yeah, uh, towing is uh, hugely important for for pickup owners and uh, for us uh, it, it's really important not only that the truck is capable, but we have the technology in the truck to facilitate that and uh, improve the overall towing experience, make it easier whether you're an experienced tower or a novice. Um, it, it's all about peace of mind and safety uh, for, for, for you and your passengers. And so we have a really comprehensive list, list of uh, uh, trailing technologies that we, we bucket and, and, and we call the pro-grade trailering system. So it's an entire comprehensive list of intelligent trailering technologies, be it the in-vehicle trailering app that sets up things where you can have uh, custom profiles for every one of your trailers. You can see the, uh, the air and, uh, and, and temperature of those tires. Uh, custom checklist, to your point, making sure all of your connection points and everything was set up before you, you tell and then, and then uh, you, you did touch on the, the cameras. So we, we think we have a, a, a class-leading experience uh, for camera uh, features, not only on the truck, but for the, the towing experience itself, including features like transparent trailer, where you can see directly through um, a cargo trailer that you're hauling behind the truck, and uh, that just remains on in your center stack. So, yeah, technology is hugely important. Um, and we just facilitate that technology and really try to press the bounds and be a leader in, uh, in, in trailing technology specifically as well. 
Perfect, Chaz. Uh, Chaz Russell from GMC is the mar- uh, marketing manager for the Sierra line. Uh, really enjoyed my time in the uh, 84. Really excited the fact that uh, it gets Super Cruise, uh, which is coming to uh, the, the vehicle uh, for the late 2022 model. I'm uh, excited about that. And also the fact it'll include Super Cruise in uh, 200,000 miles of American and Canadian roads where you can take your hands off the wheel and the vehicle will do all of the highway driving for you. And it'll include towing a trailer as well in that autonomous level to driving you want to see that video piece it's up online at ourautoexpert.com went to uh, all of the fox stations around the nation more our auto expert on the way stand by here it comes you're listening to our auto expert Catch up with previous episodes of the show or website, OurAutoExpert.com. You can hear all the past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, OurAutoExpert.com is where you can also listen to uh, this show and all the podcasts, I'm which super excited about I make fun of Jen. Yeah, and I'm super excited about Calling me fat. Yes. Oh my gosh. And only being four foot 11 and three quarters. It's okay. I'm short. Yes. <clears throat> but the new Bronco is not. Go on. Carry on. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump in. Brian Novak is uh, going to join <laughs> us from uh, the mo- motorsports at Ford. Uh, you know, we're all highly excited about the Bronco. And of course, there are going to be different iterations of the Bronco coming out. Uh, we've seen. Uh, Bits and pieces of Bronco release. We know uh, racing is going to be a big part of Bronco in the future. Uh, truck racing, of course, is very big in the United States and getting bigger. So a Bronco 4600 race truck is set to run the Ultra 4 stock class. And uh, to find out more about it, we wanted to talk to someone at Ford who's going to tell us everything and not hold any secrets back. And that's you, right, Brian? Yes, I do. <laughs> no secrets, right? You're going to tell me everything? Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, so this is based on a full-size Bronco, is that right? Yeah, so it's it's completely based on a full-size two-door uh, 4x4 Bronco, and it's uh, you know it's built and designed for King of the Hammers, obviously one of the, the wildest, most difficult off-road races in the world. So it's uh, probably one of the best places to kind of showcase Bronco and uh, and showcase what uh, what we've got in our racing shops, and uh, and and then tell us about the modifications that went into it because you know we know we know we're not we're not f- silly in this world. We know that these vehicles look very much like the original, but to get through these races, they have to have a lot of modifications made because a lot of times these races are so brutal. If you were to put the regular vehicles in, they would get destroyed pretty much in some of these races. So you have to protect the vehicle. Um, So how many modifications or what were some of the modifications you can tell us about? Yeah, so it certainly is a vehicle, you know, built for the 4600 class, and we're built to those rules and, and what we're allowed to do. So, I mean, it is a brutal race. This year, only, I believe there are 29 4600 entrants, and only one actually finished the race. So that's wow. just an idea of how difficult that race is. And, and Johnson Valley is, you know, where the race takes place. is familiar to us. That's actually where we take the, uh, you know, the stock Bronco is bred out there. That's where we have done uh, a lot of our vehicle dynamics development and durability development. 
Uh, and so a lot of things have been done to this truck to make it a winning truck in that class. And we want to go out and, and win King of the Hammers. That's the goal. So, um, you know, it's got uh, probably the most uh, over-the-top thing on it. It's got portal axles on the front, which those in the off-road community are familiar with. It basically gives you a uh, – you're able to get a bit more lift out of the truck with those. Um, uh, you know, RCV uh, shafts up front. Uh, it's got an Atlas transfer case in it. It's got a, uh, a Dynatrack rear end. It's got uh, spider tracks, uh, rear hubs and bearings, um, you know, uh, Fox shocks uh, built to the rules. So just a lot of different modifications to make this a winning uh, a winning Bronco. Now you have Fox shocks on the new Raptor, too. So you guys have, some, have must have some pretty good deal going on with Fox. Yeah, certainly Fox has been one of our, uh, at Ford Performance, one of our longtime partners. Obviously, it's uh, been a huge part of the Raptors' success. Uh, it was a huge part of the Bronco R's success down at Baja, uh, and we're kind of continuing that development work with Fox uh, here on the 4600 Bronco. So you wouldn't recommend me take my Bronco Sport on this route? Um, yeah, the, the, you know. I'm getting, I'm, get, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a resounding no from you right here. <laughs> if, if, if you haven't seen the race, it is a, for those who haven't gone to rock crawling before, the first time you, you physically stand out in front of the trail and a Brad Lovell or a Jason Shear points up that, that rock and says, no, we're going up there and there's the line. And you look at it and you go, what, what do you mean there's a line there to go up right. there? So right. that's, that's how difficult this rock crawling race is. And so. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're super proud of the Bronco and, you know, the modifications for performance is done along with our partners. And uh, we think we've got a real uh, a race winner on our hands. All right. Um, and so all these massive modifications, how many, uh, uh, so the race, this, this race that this vehicle has been designed for, has that been run yet? Yeah, so the race actually ran for this year. You know, it's an early-in-the-year race, so it starts uh, King of Hammers is a week-long event. So at the end of uh, end of January, first week into February is when Hammer takes place. So we debuted the truck there, uh, and we're starting testing uh, imminently here. So uh, we've got a lot of uh, testing and engineering gateways to get through with the truck. Right. Uh, we think we've got a good package, and you know we're working towards it now. So we'll be uh, racing at Hammers next year. Okay, good. So you've got a whole year to get your act together. Yeah. And if it fails next year, you're going to have wasted a year. No, they're going to do Baja too, right? <laughs> well, th- yeah, this truck's specifically built for hammers. Yeah. Now, there's okay. classes that are legal, uh, you know, crossover classes that are legal between the two races, but this is specifically a rock crawling, uh, you know, ha- you know, uh, king of the hammers. I think what we should do is replay this interview next January and then talk to you right afterwards. Hey, I, I would 100% <laughs> want to be on after the race. I'm, uh, I'm uh, you know, really proud of the people we work with. And, uh, you know, we have a really strong engineering team at Ford Performance. We've spent a lot of time on just, you know, suspension geometry and the driveline setup and uh, the electronics and the controls. You know, this has a stock, uh, it has a stock 10-speed transmission. It has a stock 2.7 liter right, uh, right. engine in it. So Listen, Brian, a lot of work Brian, I know, I know, I know, I own a Bronco. I know how you're going to do. I'm not worried. I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not That's worried. That's a lot of math. I'm, I'm not, glad you got one. I'm not worried. I am not worried about it at all. You're going to do just fine. You're going to do just fine. And we will revisit this next year when you've won. See, that's how confident I am in you. That's how confident. I, I appreciate it. That's how we confident. I'll be here. Uh, where do we track this before we run out of time? How do we how do we keep track of what's going on? So keep an eye on the Ford Performance social channels, uh, yep. you know, on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and uh, we'll have some updates coming out as we go through testing here, and then uh, we will be racing it this year. Uh, Perfect. So uh, once we get 
once we get to that, we'll be out in the Ultra Four season. So, Brian Novak, thank you from uh, the motorsports team. Uh, we wish you luck, but we know you don't need any of it. You've got a Bronco. Look at that. There you go. <laughs> we'll catch I up. Appreciate it. We'll catch up with you, Brian. More our auto expert on the way. You can check out uh, the website, of course. Don't forget to check out uh, the all the stuff at the websites for uh, the social media sites for the motorsports team at Ford. Of course, this vehicle is going to be a winner. It's got Bronco written all over it. The 4600 is going to be in the Hammers race. Watch out. Here it comes. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Over 10,000 people are downloading Our Auto Expert Podcast. Many of them also stream it live. The podcast available via lots of happy listeners. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora app, Deezer, Podbean, Podcast. Can be also heard at CastBox and OurAutoExpert.com as well as Apple Podcasts. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles and this is Our Auto Expert Radio Show where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily from OurAutoExpert.com. Lots of interesting news on today's show. We want to catch up with uh, something that we have uh, been talking about on the show but not got in depth with and that's the 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. They've always been a leader in either their all-wheel drive uh, systems or uh, some of their plug-in hybrid vehicles. have had a great uh, time on some Mitsubishi events in the past and also a great time with a guy who's uh, head of now the Mitsubishi PR team and that's Jeremy Barnes. He's joining us on the phone today Jeremy, uh, welcome to the show. I don't think we've had a chance to talk to you since you've been in charge of the Mitsubishi team. Uh, it's nice to have you on the show, but you're going to talk to us today about the uh, the brand new Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross, which has been one of the most unique pieces of styling and one of your best sellers and is in the class that J.D. Power and Associates tell us is one of the biggest booming SUV classes in North America. Now up to 10% of the SUV sales in this class and is uh, definitely a good sale- seller for you and also a very good looking vehicle, right? Absolutely, and thanks for having me on the show, Nick. It's a pleasure. It's been a long while since we've spoken. I'm very excited to uh, spend a bit of time chatting with you and talk about the Eclipse Cross and the rest of the Mitsubishi lineup that's going on at the moment. Yes, nice, unique design. Looks uh, very different. You guys have done something very different with the front end. Uh, the light setup with uh, with your Mitsubishi is, is unique, uh, uh, very different from anything else I've seen. Definitely with the vehicles that you've released recently, uh, a setup which I haven't seen in other manufacturers. Yeah, it's it, you know like everyone will tell you. I'm sure when they're on the phone, they will find a way for their car to stand out. Um, you know, no one wants to pull up at a traffic light, look over, and see someone driving exactly the same car and exactly the same color. We all want to be a little bit different, a little bit stand out. But the flip side of that, of course, is no one wants to to, to drive something that's that's completely unusual or makes people look at them and go, hmm, "Wonder why you bought that." And, <laughs> you know, this certainly isn't that. You know, I mean, it's. It's a, it's a mid-sized crossover SUV, of course, like so many of the vehicles that are on the road these days. As you say, you know, it's the largest segment in the market right now. It's it's absolutely where customers are going. There's there's really no trade-off with a, a crossover SUV these days. You know, maybe if you look 20 years back, you, you traded off whether it was safety or drivability or fuel efficiency. And frankly, today today's crossover SUVs are just they're just so so easy to drive. So much equipment in them, uh, and they just fit everyone's lifestyle really well. 
Where, oh, as you point out, you know, on the 22 Eclipse Cross, yeah, there's a lot of styling changes on that vehicle. Um, big styling changes to the front, bigger styling changes to the back, arguably. Um, but yeah, it's got a it's got a face that that definitely stands out in traffic. Um, uh, a really nice fast back shape that that makes it look really sporty and definitely stands out from the rest of the crowd. Where is Mitsubishi's appeal falling now? Is it in eco-friendly? Is it driving dynamics? Is it technology? Or is it everything to everybody? (laughs) Well, the the reality is you can't be everything to everybody. Um, And at least you certainly can't be when you're a brand the size of Mitsubishi. You know, we're a smaller company and therefore we want to make sure that the cars we build are true to who we are as a brand. We focus on the things that we do extremely well. And our biggest focus is, of course, in all-wheel drive. You mentioned it earlier. Um, we've got a gigantic history, whether it's in uh, rallying or in uh, big off-road competitions like the Paris-Dakar Rally. We're, we're the most successful manufacturer in the history of the Dakar. We won multiple driver and manufacturer championships in rallying and we've found a way to bring a lot of the the technology that we learned about in those really extreme situations to to street cars so we try and focus um the, the bulk of our effort on on um, what we call super all-wheel control it's our all-wheel drive system how the system works making it as transparent and frankly making the vehicle as easy and comfortable to drive as possible I remember being on some Mitsubishi events um, probably a while ago now, five, six, seven years ago, where we were Mm -hmm. on a tarp uh, at a fairground in California, and they soaped up the tarp and had us drive across it with a Mitsubishi and then drive across it with a different vehicle, and (laughs) it was unbelievable. I mean, the difference was unbelievable, how Mitsubishi dealt with inclement, soapy conditions, not that you'd find that in nature, but having uh, competitors that just couldn't cope with that and seeing the difference in a Mitsubishi all-wheel drive system versus the competition. Definitely something they could use in Texas right now, but this, uh, (laughs) this is something that... Uh, really, with the put, the proof of the pudding was in the eating. You, to to experience that, and it was an eye opener for me and many other journalists too. And this is really what turned me on to to Mitsubishi. But there's also another. F- portion of that too i mean famous for doing this for a lot less money than many other manufacturers charge you manage to get your vehicles out there with a great value proposition as well yeah absolutely value is a key part of of the story that we that we uh, we developed at mitsubishi motors there's there's a question that that um value is important to us and we're talking about the new eclipse cross right now the facelifted eclipse cross the car starts at uh, 23,395 um that gets you a two-wheel drive model but for just $1,600 more that gets you into the 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 entry trim level with the super all-wheel control system it's a heck of a deal um uh, we have Mitsubishi dealers of course like every other car company does all over the country um, and those dealers are are excited about um, bringing people in to show them the vehicle I think really the you know, these days, Nick, we've talked about it in the past, there aren't any bad cars anymore, right? They just aren't. The days of cars that, that aren't put together well or don't last very long, those days are gone. So the way a, a brand has to separate itself from the crowd and, and to stand out even just a little bit is the way your cars look, because you've got to draw people in in the first place. Um, and then just standing for something and making sure that, that you're, a, you're a brand that, that differentiates itself in some way. So, again, our, our, our story is very much towards super all-wheel control, but also styling is catching people's eye. Um, 
just earlier this week, we unveiled the uh, the 2022 uh, Mitsubishi Outlander, for example. It's a, a huge departure from um, from the vehicle that it's going to, that it's replacing. Um, and really, the Eclipse Cross is the same way. You park the 22 Eclipse Cross next to the the older model than the 2020 model. They really are very, very different. Um, the styling changes just make it so distinctly different, really lend it much more of an upscale look and an upscale air that really moves the vehicle to a new place. I think one of the things that I have a hard time with, and I'm really glad you've done this, and I wish more automakers did it, and I think it's an age thing, and you, you might be able to um, tell me that you feel the same, but I... The young kids today, oh, I never wished I had ever said that, but I say it now. The, the young kids today yes, can tell, right, the young kids today can tell the difference between model changes. And I look at them, I go, I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it from one year to the next. You know, there's, the light is two inches higher and, you know, half an inch narrower. Uh, and they change them so slightly from year to year. But it's really nice to see big, bigger changes in these vehicles where you can really tell the shape and, and they're so slight changes. And I, I look at some of these luxury vehicles and sometimes I have difficulty cha telling changes between actual uh, different at trim, you know, not just trim levels, but changes between different models because they are so... Like the grills. Yes. The grills, like, ooh, two inches wider. I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I look at them and it's really hard to tell. <laughs> and it's so nice when you do uh, updates from year to year that you can really tell the differences between them. And that's uh, that's really nice to be able to look at. Well, there's a, the, and there's a lot to it that, on that as well, because, you know, from, from a manufacturer's perspective, we'd love to have someone uh, purchase a new Mitsubishi vehicle, keep it for a couple of years and when they're ready to get back into the market to go buy a new vehicle i want them to come back and look for another mitsubishi yeah. so the way one of the ways you do that of course is to give them the option of buying something that looks a little different yeah. so let's say someone bought an eclipse cross three years four years ago right they're, they're at the end of their payments uh, they're they're so, okay, great, we've got the car paid off. Are we going to keep it? Should we go swap it for another one? And you go down to the dealership maybe to have an oil change or something, and you look at it, and you go, God, I really like that one. Let's let's swap for that one. And you take it home, and your neighbors know you bought a new car. And yeah. isn't that what everyone wants? Yeah. Right? You park yeah. it in the driveway, and they go, oh, what's that? That's quite different. Oh, that's the new one of what you had. Gosh, right. that's really lovely. And usually you buy the car in the color that you like, and, and you don't want to have to change the color. <laughs> And so the only way that's you can right. tell your neighbors you bought a new car is change the car. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. That's right. You know, and I, I think the, the conclusion to this conversation is we're both old. That's what we've just concluded. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. I yeah. Well, well, that's that's the only one we can come to. Yeah, that's the only one we can come to. And I should, I would be a poor journalist if I didn't fail to mention that you did announce your uh, your new Outlander on uh, Amazon, which was quite a feat for you. Um, and presumably, yeah, can you. can you buy that on Amazon? No, you can't buy one on Amazon, um, but we did partner with them just to be able to launch the vehicle on what we felt was, frankly, the biggest stage of all, which is, of course, the uh, the Amazon Live platform. It was the very first new car ever revealed on the Amazon Live platform. Um, we had a huge viewership, which was just outstanding, and there's just been a ton of interest both in news media as well as with customers so far. Um, Lots of people uh, coming on to our, our MitsubishiCars.com website to learn more, frankly, about both cars. And, you know, the old, the old saying, a rising tide raises all ships, right? Yeah. And, frankly, a lot of the interest that we had on, the, on the, uh, the Outlander from the reveal has brought a lot of interest to the rest of the Mitsubishi lineup along the way as well. Um, you know, and as, again, as a smaller company, we've got to do all we can to punch yeah. far above our weight. Yeah. 
But we can't go to battle the same way all the other companies do. So we've got to zig where they zag and just sort of try and try and do business a little differently than others do. Absolutely. Jeremy Barnes, it's always good to talk to you, and I hope there'll be many more conversations in the future. Of course, you can check out the website to find out more about those Mitsubishi vehicles. We'll be having Jeremy on very soon, and we'll look forward to test driving those vehicles. And uh, look forward to many more new Mitsubishis in the fleet that we can tell the difference between, because now we know we can from year to year. Jeremy, good to have you on the show. There's more Our Auto Expert on the way. Uh, You can check out the website to uh, listen to this show and many more. Stand by, more show. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Well, you can check us out on social media. Our Auto Expert show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct message us at Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Of course, we like a little bit of uh, racing. Jen, do you like a little bit of racing? I love racing. You do? Oh, yes. All right. What do you like to race? Do I like to race? Yeah. Well, I haven't been on a racetrack in years. You like to watch racing? Uh, yes, I love everything about it. All right. Uh, you know, you can actually get a little bit more racing uh, in now in the Northwest? Yeah, probably. There's a lot of places you can get racing. I'm missing uh, the Indies. Are you? Yes. All right. Well, there is uh, an opportunity to get a little bit more West Coast uh, racing (laughs) in. Um, I learned about this opportunity uh, recently, and I wanted to get uh, Troy Olsen on. Uh, Troy is the new communications director for Holden Motorsports. And why should I tell the story when Troy's here? I know. Let Uh, him talk about it. Troy, (laughs) congratulations on uh, uh, your new uh, position. But I wanted you to fill us in. Uh, Tell us about the uh, Trans Am series by Pirelli that you guys are going to be part of and building this new uh, 2AT tier race uh, uh, whole company and uh, tell us about Jeff Holden and and Rob Holden and and what the whole crew is going to be doing and uh, how we can actually find out more about this new series. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you, Nick, for having us on. Um, this is uh, this is huge for us, and, and uh, it's funny. Someone's asking, are you nervous to be on the radio? I said, no, I'm just going to be on with my friend Nick, so it's there all you go. Uh, That's right. It's all good. The only person and nervous here, right. the only person nervous here, should be Jen because I've been giving her a hard time all day. Nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't imagine Nick giving anybody a hard time. But, oh, you see? Um, so, see? So yeah. Anyway, the, you know, the Trans Am series has been around. Um, it started in 1966, actually, and their first race was in Sebring, and they're actually racing there today. The uh, national tour, uh, their season openers today in Sebring. You can find it all on their Facebook page, Trans Am Series. Um, live on YouTube, uh, and their big thing is to download an app, uh, and you can watch everything, follow everything on their app, um, so you can just find that uh, Trans Am series stuff. But, you know, the, the history is huge, and especially on the West Coast, uh, you know, Laguna Seca, uh, even at Seattle International Raceway, uh, Portland International Raceway, the, the history is, is big, you know, names like Penske, uh, Parnelli Jones, um, I mean, even Richard Petty and Mary Andretti at one yeah. point competed in the series, and so it's it's definitely a part of road racing and, and maybe the longest running uh, road racing series in America. Um, and we're just you know tickled to, to death to be to be a part of it. Um, I've known the family, the Holden family, since I was 14 years old. So back in the early 80s, um, I stumbled across the racetrack up in Monroe, Washington, um, and found an opportunity to be in the pits and help a guy out with car. Um, by the name of Mark Bold, and Mark Bold's mentor was Rob Holden, who was the reigning track champion there. 
and he instantly became my hero. I mean, it was just like, I'm this 14-year-old kid, and uh, here's this brand-new car, and we shoot Rob Warren about every week. Um, you know, just just great stuff. He started racing in the 70s uh, with, you know, another fun thing to do is watch figure eight racing. <laughs> that's, where this, that's where this whole thing started with an old 64 Impala back in the day. Wow. Um, and so they've, you know, he, he was rookie of the year uh, over the first year. Second year, he was track champion. He moved up to the super stock class, rookie of the year. Next year, he's track champion, track champion again. Uh, in 1985 was the first year of the NASCAR Northwest Tour. And Rob went racing on that, and we raced against, you know, Chad Little and Derek Cope. And and uh, for all you Portland, you know, listeners, uh, Herschel McGriff was racing with us back then. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, just doing those kinds of things. Um, the one thing that, that uh, the family is not is not made of money. It's not a, it's not a family yeah. that, you know, has old school money and all that. And so, you know, kind of at times that you run out of money and you re- regroup and, you know, that kind of thing. And, um and then along comes some children. Uh, when I first started hanging around with the Holden group, uh, the two boys were four and one years old. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're now 41, I think, and 37. Um, and uh, they've been racing the whole time. Um, you know, Rob got his kids into uh, go-karts, and both the kids were winning races. And, um, you know, you'll find uh, in the communication here that the the standard is, is everything that they competed in, they won. Uh you know, Jeff went up through go-karts to what they called baby grand cars, which were like three-quarter scale race cars. Yeah. He won there, won a track championship, um, all the way up to where Rob started kind of racing again with SCCA GT1 cars. Uh, they were getting fast time and winning races there. Um, you know, Jeff started racing, road racing. And, and Jeff's, Jeff's last race that, we, that he raced in was actually in the 2019 season. COVID kind of took away the racing uh, uh, yeah. you know, last year. But, uh, you know, he, he raced at the uh, Rose Cup in Portland in the uh, Great American Stock Car Series, and it was a three-race weekend. Uh, he timed in with the fast time on Friday and won all three main events. Nice. Um, and so Jeff can, you know, Jeff can drive. And uh, I, I jokingly refer to Rob as a race car whisperer because we literally do things where, you know, I've, I've come to know as I help, you know, with the car and everything over all these years, I just don't even ask questions. I just do what he says. And later on, I might ask, so how did that work? Why did we go faster after we did that? You know, whatever those things were. Um, but, yeah, we're going uh, the West Coast Series is what we're going racing with. Um, uh, Trans Am TA2 uh, class, which is their uh, it's, it's their preeminent class. It's great competition. The rules are such that you can't just keep spending money to go faster, to get better, bigger equipment. There's, everybody runs the same computer, uh, so you all have about the same horsepower. Right. Um, the chassis are all the same. Um, there's lots of rules that keep it, you know, simple and, and not so expensive that you just, you know, you can't do it anymore. Um, and yeah, the race series is, uh, our first race of the year is down at Sonoma, which used to be Sears point. Um, and, uh, just a great track down in wine country. Uh, we follow that up with Laguna Seca, which is uh, down in the Monterey area. Um, we go to Thunder Hill, which is North, uh, just, just north of Sacramento, kind yeah. of on the I-5 corridor. Oh, I've, I've raced Thunder Hill several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a and good then, track. Uh, there's a relative. Yeah, you no, know, it's fun. And Sorry to not let you get a word in. I'm trying to. No, get that's good. <laughs> I, I have. Well, t- one thing to say is just to let people know how the money money works in this. Um, you know, one person told me the way to make um, uh, the way to make ten million. Uh, the way to the way to make a million dollars in this racing game is start with ten. 
let's say you yeah, make a million exactly. dollars because yeah. it's an expensive sport yeah, um the yeah, other thing we sure. should tell people before we run out uh, of time before the news how do we follow uh what's going on so tell us how people will follow the the racing uh careers and yeah. how we follow so, you. yeah so Fulton motorsports we've got a facebook page we've got a twitter account so you can just and one thing i'll point out we are not connected to holden the car company in australia that's right. one of the first questions i always get right. this is, just happens to be their last name so it's a family-owned uh, race team holden motorsports uh, you can go to holdenmotorsports.com uh we've got like i said a facebook page you can find um, and we're on Instagram and, and all that kind of stuff too. We're pretty busy building cars right now, so the uh, all the photos you get is uh, actually building the car. Uh, and then of course, Trans Am Series is all on Facebook and Twitter. And again, they are actually streaming live today. Um, they you know they want you to download Perfect. the app. Um, and uh, their season starts. Our season starts at the end of April in Sonoma. Um, and like I said, we go to Sonoma, Laguna, Thunder Hill, uh, the Ridge Motorsports Park up here in the I'm, Seattle area. I'm going to follow it. I'm, I'm really going to follow it. I want to hear more, but we're, uh, we're crashing up against the news. So, uh, Troy, right on. I want to thank you so much. It sounds super exciting, and I'm sure we have some brand new fans. If you want to follow it, do make sure you go to the Facebook page or follow OurAutoExpert.com. Listen to this show watch the videos and all upcoming shows we'll see you next week you've been listening to our auto expert with nick miles find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com please follow us on all social media twitter facebook and instagram at our auto expert and message us for a quick and witty response